Hello and welcome to Super Saturdays, the comic book media podcast, where each episode we'll be focusing on your favorite comic books, TV shows, and movies to figure out if these projects will stand the test of time. I'm Damon A, and on today's episode, I'm joined by... Drew. Just Drew. Vamsit on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good to have you here, Drew. Oh, pronouns he, him. Just FYI. Yes. All right. Well, without further ado... On with the show. It is good to have you on the show, Drew. I'm really excited to talk about Scott Pilgrim Takes Off and just talking about a little bit of Scott Pilgrim shit in general. So, you know, my question for you... What was your first exposure to Scott Pilgrim? Okay, my first first exposure was um, definitely when I was about thirteen. I remember um, basically there was like some party or something that was like for people, like you know, after you graduate middle school, they might have a little event or something. Nothing as big as high school, but you know that kind of thing. I don't even remember what event it was, honestly, but I do remember I hit it off with someone who I had in a bunch of classes, but I never really talked to before. And we decided, oh, well, now summer's here before high school. How about we go hang out? And so we did. Um, we had like a sleepover. And this was straight up like the only time I ever hung out with this person. But uh, I remember just being at their house and like, um, and we decided to watch a movie. And it was Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And I was like, oh, I've never seen that before. Let's see how it is. I had no idea what to expect. I, I figured that this person was cooler than me and probably had good taste or whatever going in. So I was like, ooh, this is a cool movie. Probably not one my parents would be showing me or something. I don't know. But uh, I went into it and uh, I was um, I was very much enchanted by it. I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. I, I was... Um, it was fast paced, had charm, personality. It was everything. I really like. I instantly became a favorite of mine. Um, I never really talked to that person again. Straight up, like we went to high school, we still had classes together. I think that we just like it was one of those things like you hit it off with one person and then you just don't. And also, to be fair, I was also a quieter person then too. Wasn't so you just said thanks for this important moment, and then boom, yeah, goodbye. goodbye forever, basically, <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I don't think there was any real thought to it. We didn't really have beef. I just think that we just didn't run similar circles. And uh, I, I was kind of on to my whole nerd shit anyways. And I think they weren't as much that type. Every time after that, I was like, hey, we're going to watch a movie. Oh, can we watch Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? It's like a really good movie. It's going to be a really fun time. We're all going to have fun with that. And uh, I, I've shown it to many people. Like, it's one of those things that like I've probably seen like maybe 10, 15 times, you know? Mm -hmm. um and i've uh i've read the comics um i believe i did so in high school straight up i, I did it for a really stupid reason i wasn't even like super into scott Pilgrim at the moment i just wanted to like write a fan fiction about some other fandom i was in where i was like oh look defeating evil exes what <laughs> if i go i should go read the i should go read the comics for uh for for stuff like that and just uh, for some inspiration and shit before you hopped into no, the realm of fan fiction 
because I just always think that's fun whenever I would have like a like I'm in some other fandom and there's like a pairing that like one of the characters has a bunch of other pairings that are possible oh what if they have to defeat those other characters in order to get with them it was always just like a goofy concept I would have fun and like write a little bit about so um I didn't really write anything but I did it did motivate me to go read the comics and it made me I, I got really hooked on just that I was like oh this is a lot different than the movie um it was more slice of life and uh you know um a lot more stuff went on and I, I got very much um hooked onto that I never did end up writing that fanfic so I just got really into Scott Pilgrim itself <laughs> mm -hmm. um and yeah and other than that I never played the game or anything but yeah honestly I highly recommend you play the game the game is fucking phenomenal it's a fun time I fucking love the game when it came out yeah. in 2020 and you know you know I think I already touched on this because Soups, if you haven't already guessed it by the title, we're talking about Scott Pilgrim this episode. So this is part two of our Scott Pilgrim versus the discussion. In the last one, we had Jay on as the co-host. But um, I, if you guys remember that or if you haven't listened to or watched it, go listen to it and watch it. But in there, I kind of talked about how like I wasn't the biggest fan of Scott Pilgrim initially. And I gotta say, before we like dive in fully talking about the Netflix series and stuff, I think I finally get get it. Like I think I finally get it. Like I I really do. And I'm becoming more of a fan of Scott Pilgrim. Uh, I loved the movie. I will say that. But the idea of the character and what I did read, it's making me want to go down the rabbit hole of experiencing more Scott Pilgrim stuff. My first time like being exposed to Scott Pilgrim. I kind of touched on it in the last episode, but real quick, I was on demand one night and I heard about the movie because Adult Swim and all that type of shit. Watched it on demand, fucking loved it. And then in 2020, when they had like the 10 year anniversary, watched that shit in Dolby. Soundtrack is so fucking phenomenal. Oh, absolutely. My God. It is. I still listen to like uh, to songs from that. Even like the shit, like the quote unquote shitty ones from Sex Bob. Oh, they they go hard. They're so fucking good. <laughs> so fucking good. They're really they're good for like if you if you're into like that. I think it's like more niche than what the than uh than you know Envy's song was. But it's still like hey, if you're into like uh shitty garage band music. Oh, I, I was I'm I'm into that too. So I got I'm like. Oh. This is good stuff. I, I feel if I were in the Scott Pilgrim universe, I would be an unironic Sex the Bomb fan. Honestly, me too. Cause I, I, like, I like garage type of music. Maybe it's because it reminds me of childhood or it just reminds me of fall. Maybe that's why. But like, I fucking love it. There's like a charm to it, you know? Yeah. Before we get even further talking, I just want to ask you a question. Are you ready to dive in, Drew? Oh, you know I was born ready. Yes. I am ready to defeat this episode seven evil exes in order to record it and jump into this. Soups, if you're listening to this, Drew was successful and defeated all the exes of the show. And this is why all you guys the, are listening to it. All the previous uh, e e previous guests. I know it's a lot more than seven, but I have actually, uh, I went out and defeated every single one of them. Yep. Uh, just so I could be here. There's like a, there's like a pile of points. I'm, yes. Uh, I've been, Putting them in the bank. That, that's right. Yep. So uh, if you guys are looking for a big bank Drew, this is the person you got to fight next. But Drinks are on me. Exactly. Without further ado, let's dive in.
All right, so Scott Pilgrim is a series of graphic novels by Canadian author and comic book artist Brian Lee O'Malley. The series is about Scott Pilgrim, a slacker and part-time musician who lives in Toronto, Ontario, and plays bass in a band. He falls in love with an American delivery girl, Ramona Flowers, but must defeat her seven evil exes in order to date her in peace. Okay, so Soups, I'm going to be honest with you, going to be really transparent with you. This is our second time trying to record this episode. Last time it was like some technical difficulties. And I'm going to ask Drew a question that we kind of already touched on, but I think we were in the middle of talking about it when it started fucking up. I love talking, so I'm always ready to retalk things. I do it all the time. I forget what things that I tell people. And then I start telling them again. And they're like, you already told me this. And I'm like, well, I like the sound of my voice. What can I say? <laughs> so my question is this um drew you are a huge hexman fan so yes. my question is which i touched on in the last episode with jay but then you know i did a little more digging and shit like that there's a theory going around because brian leo malley he's a huge x-men fan that's why the x-men logo is on scott's jacket and all the other type of stuff and there's like this weird theory that like what if the scott program world is like most of the people that are you know our main characters they're just mutants and the reason why it's just so normalized is that Da, 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 da. They're I, mutants. I've been thinking about that, and honestly, I I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think I like it as much like as a as a theory as much as like I don't know as like as much of an X Men fan I am. Like I think a big part of the thing with Scott, I think a lot of the humor is the fact that these are like very normal day to day situations that everyone's like blowing out of proportion. And I think even Brian Lee O'Malley or someone. I, don't know, I don't have my sources, don't quote me. But like, I believe he said something along the lines of like, whether, um, however much of like, what's going on with the video game stuff is like, it's like a lot of it's just like how Scott views the world, but it could also be real. Like, it really depends on your interpretation. He's not gonna say one way or the other. But I think there is something to be said about how Scott is very immature and he sees the world in this way like a lot of times like like the whole thing of like going to to work gives him experience points you know or like True. Like, like getting a job gives like well spoiler for the comic he does get a job at one point <laughs> but like stuff like that is seen as experience points or like um so like basic day-to-day -day situations like he like gets any kind of like it's like oh i'm getting a sword for self-respect you know hmm. like it's um so like as i do like the idea like that the world just is a little like this and people are just like you know just take it for granted because i do love those kind of over the top things and people just that's just normal for them but that's also the thing i feel like the world of x-men does exist in entirely like the whole like uh, story with marvel is that you know they are they are oppressed and their their uh, powers are like um insane like you know like the stuff that the normal people just don't interact with like i think fundamentally scott pilgrim being like a world where this is just all normalized and people just don't care it does kind of go against the ethos with x-men you know true I, I still think it's a fun little theory like obviously it's, it's not true but it's like it's fun as a theory but i think yeah. that's the thing it just kind of messes with some of the themes and i think i like scott pilgrim being its own thing i agree with you on that i would say Something about it, it's kind of a breath of, breath of fresh air being able to just hop into a world where it's just the norm. Everybody has weird powers. And going back to what you're saying about how, like, it's also whether or not Scott is just, you know, we're just seeing the stuff from his perspective. And I honestly, I agree with that, though. I think it 
this kind of also reminds me of like I remember seeing a, a video recently that I really do agree with like that like it was about um I think the concepts from it kind of apply to this too but it was talking about how internet kind of ruined horror you can probably find this on youtube just internet internet ruined horror but the basic idea of that video was just talking about how you have like stuff like scp the back rooms and stuff where it's a very scary concept like oh you just fall out and it's and you're in these rooms oh it's like it's terrifying it's a liminal spaces but then the internet has this this whole thing where they have to over explain it like now we have to add oh like there, there's different levels there's these, these, these there's these bad mm. guys here they have skill they have bars it's like the, the the over explaining takes away the scariness of those things, and the thing is when you try to explain things like like in Scott Pilgrim, which exists in kind of like the silly over the top, um, video gamey world, you try to start explaining that stuff with like, you know, like oh this is how why it's like that. So this is why it does take away some of the charm, some of the magic with it. Um, I kind of I, I like sitting there just like living with the fact that yeah, it's it, the world's just like that. It just kind of roll with it like you don't have to because even when i was 12 i remember having that exact thought like i was like oh my god the, the person just went into went into coins and no one cares that like <laughs> that scott just murdered all these people like I, that that didn't mess with me for a while i was like scott's just murdering people left and right and no one cares and everyone just kind of walks off and you know um, it, it made me wonder do, do they bleed like if, if if when they're killed or if they're you know whatever like i know that like it I think, if I'm not mistaken, if a person turns to coins, they just respawn at their apartment. Yeah. Uh, or wherever they live. But like, do they bleed? Like, if what if someone actually genuinely died? Like, would there be blood? I don't remember them ever specifying that. And maybe I could be wrong. Like, I, I did reread the series like recently, but I do not recall there being a line about like them respawning. I think that might've been said outside of it, but however, the show did actually say that they do respawn. Um, so that's cool. But yeah, I don't know. That's, that's the thing. Like, like, like the fact that like they, that, everyone, that no one was like upset about Scott quote unquote murdering these people or like attacking them. Like everyone was just so like, chill on to nonchalant about it added so much humor to it. Mm -hmm. Like the, the fact that this is such a ridiculous situation that I think trying to explain things away too much just kind of it ruins that kind of fun from a, a bit so it I'm, makes it a little too practical like it just gives yeah. too many like gives it's, too much without showing like, scott pilgrim is such a fun and quirky little thing on its own mm -hmm. like i i think like it just it's fine it works fine as it, as it is like we have other stories and i love those stories that do explain more of those stuff it's just you know i agree with you it is. so with this show because we're talking about the show yeah. mostly so we'll, okay what was your first thoughts then i'll give my first thoughts on the show just before we get into like our deeper discussion of the show on paper okay. what what did you think of the show so far well, well based off the first season i've seen the whole thing at this point so everyone needs to know this is on all all eight episodes so you don't want spoilers get the hell out right now yes um, we were talking about the whole damn thing. But as I was going to say, um, Scott fucking dies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I will say, my first thoughts as I was watching the first episode, I was all very excited. I was like, oh, my God. I think I might have seen something on Twitter because I was like seeing people be like, oh, my gosh, it's not what I thought. It's not. And I was like, okay, I didn't, have no, I didn't know what they meant by that. Like people being like, 
because I, I really did go into this expecting a comic adaptation, which is why I made sure to reread the comics and make sure that I was like all caught up and I could compare and contrast them and stuff. But no, um, straight up, like they started the first episode. I was like thinking, oh my God, we're really like rushing through this. Like, this is not what I was expecting. Like they, like, cause I was like a little baffled. Cause like they kind of like had the whole Scott dating knives thing as a side note. And I was like thinking to myself, like, is this because like, it's like people know more about grooming nowadays than like back in like, you know, two decades ago. Like I think the whole idea of Scott being 23 and like dating this, uh, this high schooler was not something you would have called out as much back then. So I just thought, okay, maybe like uh, they just sort of didn't want to touch on it as much, which I honestly was like, I was thinking, I'm like, I don't know if they, uh, like they need to do that. Cause like they, you need to know that Scott is like, even though like the grooming plot is like controversial and stuff, it does make a lot of sense for him and his mentality as like he wants to he wants to like relive his like high school stuff he doesn't want to like grow up so to him like knives is simple and easy and he just wants to be a high schooler forever exactly it's messed up still but it does get a point across about like him as a character and i was just thinking why are we skipping over this but then then of course the ending of episode one happened and i'm like Oh shit! Matthew Mattel fucking killed him. Uh, it made a whole new meaning to the takes off thing, and I was just like, "Oh, okay." That that was, I was like, I was, I was, I definitely was into what it was doing. Though I will admit, there is a part of me that's a little saddened that we didn't ever get that like proper comic adaptation, because there is stuff in the comics I would have loved to have seen animated or like adapted in some way, like. Mm-hmm. Um, like for instance, like um, Stephen Stills is like still in the closet. <laughs> yeah, I um my first thoughts on the show so far, well, based off of the first season as a whole, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. Um, I enjoyed the vibes. I enjoyed the animation. I enjoyed what was really like presented to us at first, and. I enjoyed the fake out because the way the show was marketed, they made you think it was going to be a straight up comic adaption. And it was an amazing fake out. Like, you got me. You have fooled it, me. It uh, reminds me of the first episode of Invincible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, that. Literally that. Literally that. Uh, like, it just, it, it really got me. It really got me. And you know something that I have in my notes right here is that I really enjoyed how it kind of kept the within that first episode. It kept the fast paced that was in the movie a little bit, but it still you could tell, oh, it's going slower than the movie did. It, yeah. And it like it was like taking its time and expanding things in different areas. Even within that first episode, I started noticing it. And even with like how Ramona and uh, Scott first met something it just felt different it felt the same but that felt very different and oh, yeah, he doesn't even talk about pac-man i, I forgot what we talked about in the comics but yeah like you know honesty i could really buy their chemistry and relationship a little bit more so than in the movie whereas in the first like uh two books within the comics i i bought their relationship i would say like their chemistry between the two a little bit but i it was in the show it kind of like kind of drove it home within that first episode like there were sparks that type of stuff i don't know yeah the, the whole show is about like they, they they talk about it constantly that there's sparks there were sparks like every 
like every relationship it's interesting like whether it's gonna work out or not they're like oh but there were sparks <laughs> you know <laughs> it was very funny um and charming and i like it a lot yeah i fucking loved it my question for you though is so when it comes to scott pilgrim uh like in general not just the show but who was like one of your favorite characters from the comics oh i uh wallace <laughs> always gonna be wallace wallace <laughs> is such wallace a messy is. gay and i love it he's very inspirational for especially for queer teens growing up you know like i was mm. watching the show i feel like i didn't really get into it like but i feel like scott pilgrim just a show like a, a series that speaks more to me as i grow up and i like because i think like I think like it's something that really um uh you know like when like for people in their 20s like when you're going through your own like shit because mm. i think we've all been there we've all lost people or like we've all been through breakups and a lot of times we're not always like the you know the the good party like sometimes we are like 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 it, it's kind of the thing like you kind of realize that you have your own flaws and that a lot of times people are like uh just immature or want something simple or you know like and I think, like, to me, I think revisiting Scott Pilgrim, or at least, like, rereading the comics now, um, it kind of made me, like, think about some of my recent relationships, and it really did make me feel like I was healing. I agree. I think something that I touched on within the last episode where we talked about Scott Pilgrim is how there are some people who didn't get that message from the book. Some people kind of, like, glorified Scott Pilgrim for the toxic stuff, which is interesting to me. But that's a whole other conversation in and of itself. So my question for you, though, since we're talking about the show, what was your thoughts on the way Wallace was portrayed in the show? I have, I'm not, mm, it's, it's interesting. I love, okay, I like the concept, the, the, I love the content we have with him. He's funny, he's sarcastic, like he always says. He's always, he's so sharp-witted, and his interaction with, like, Todd was fucking hilarious. That was, that was golden. I, huge fan of that. It was really, really fun. And I like seeing, like, at the end, like, he gets with Mobile and stuff, which is cute, what they did in the comics. That being said, um, I, his relationship with Scott wasn't as, um, wasn't, like, the way they did it in the comics or even the movie. Because, like, even in the comics, like, basically, even when Scott's, like, at his lowest point, Wallace is still there for him. Wallace is still, like, got his back. He's still his bro. Like, even, like, the thing is, you see him tell him to like break up with your fake high school girlfriend, which is like, like he like he's never like he just he's doing it because he knows Scott needs to do it. Like you're an idiot, Scott, but I'm still gonna be here. Like literally, Scott is out here having like getting broke up with, with Ramona, and he's like, hey, we're going out to like eat now. Come on, we're going. Mm -hmm. Like he 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 has Scott in his house, but he never once is like you're a burden to me. Hell, the way like Wallace shows up in Scott's life, they even show it in like a flashback where like like basically like Scott was like sitting there in like a class, and Wallace is just like, hey, how's it going? I'm Wallace, and then Scott goes home, and straight up he's just standing there, and he's like, hey, your brother let me in. What are we playing? And he's <laughs> like, oh, you're just some guy from school. You just showed up in my house, and he's like, yeah, I became best friends with your mom now. I'm now like you're I'm now we're now like besties like you just have to deal with that like which is so fun like he's just he's like in here and there's also all this art of like Wallace like hanging out like hanging out with like Scott's other exes and the way their relationship is so homoerotic and like they even call each other hot all the time like it's kind of like a joke that they're like kind of you know like pretty gay 
but mm-hmm. like they're not gonna say it which is i don't know like they compare that with the show where like wallace is just like oh you're a freeloader get out of my house like wallace in the comic would say yeah you're a freeloader but yeah sure i'll get you I'll, I'll, like what do you want from the store <laughs> like <laughs> i think one of the things i like about wallace is that like he's very just honest about the fact that like scott is a piece of shit but like that's still my friend uh which in some areas i would say is it is it uh what's the word i'm looking for oh my gosh is it kind of co-signing the actions maybe like a little smidgen but at the same time though he still isn't uh i would say i liked wallace a lot within the show my favorite character from the show though i would have to say ramona like this show really ramona was able to really shine as a character and this being like a whole alternate universe type of take on the entire show was really interesting uh because soups like this whole show like we were talking about it kind of changes a lot of different things from the book like it, it goes on its own route right after that first episode like ramona is the show turns into a whole whodunit mystery which is fucking wild to me i would never have expected a scott pilgrim show to turn into a whole whodunit situation and ramona being like the one who's like progressing the story but ultimately having this whole like self-discovery type of journey it was good it was nice and you know i i loved the show a lot i did but like i think one of the gripes i have is that i kind of wanted to have seen something more comic um accurate because i know the show not the show the movie is like pretty close but there was a huge chunk of shit they couldn't show because it's a movie and uh i just i don't know like i don't know i'm in between on that that's how i feel yeah yeah like now i know that like you know it's possible since this is a whole like alternate universe type of situation it's possible maybe a season or two later to possibly get oh okay well let's show the main universe and have it like you know adapt all the extra shit but then again i don't really think it's necessary at the same time that's that's the thing because like I literally just went on a rant about, like, how much, how, like, you know, talk about Scott's character and, like, why it's so important that, like, he had all that problematic stuff and he actually got to, like, talk. It's, like, even when you're reading the comic, like, the last two volumes or so, you're just sitting there. It's, like, I fucking hate you, Scott. Like, everyone in his life's pretty much dropping him at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very, very, um, and I don't know, I feel like, even so, I feel like they could have driven home the redemption arc a bit more. Like, they, there's things I would have liked to have written in there. Um, like, cause I think like he does like get better, but like he mainly just goes to fight Gideon and then it's just like, after that, it's like, oh, everything's chilled now. I, I mm-hmm. suppose I could have like, liked to see him like really, really sit down and like face some of that stuff. Cause I know I've definitely known people like Scott, like not exactly groomers, but like people who don't get outside or like do their stuff, like who are just freeloading on like their parents or whatever, or, like not doing stuff, like not like really working on themselves and i've even had that too where like i would literally i didn't go to like college for a good while because i was like scared of rejection from art school and stuff Mm. like i and i needed people in my life to just tell me hey get your shit together um i would have liked to have seen scott maybe like grow even more with that because he's i mean i'm proud that he becomes a dishwasher but like it's still just a dishwasher like that is a very small step compared to like i i would have liked to see more maybe ambitions from him or anything but not i don't know but i don't know (laughs) yeah Yeah, i i feel like with this show i just i would have liked to have seen scott have that redemption like i would get that yeah and they could try doing it by the end of the show season and like 
oh yeah he has to face his future self and i get it it's supposed to be a metaphor for him actually growing but it's like i would have rather this been more serious in that regard and i think like they dropped the ball on scott's character is a thing a little bit and i think it like i i can understand what they were doing but it's more like i just because scott was a despicable person in the book he was a terrible person so him having that realization of how shitty he was like it was like very like cathartic and like made a like oh you're realizing all the actions right whereas in the show it didn't really seem like the scott that we're having moving forward i just don't feel like he's not gonna do the same things yeah like i the thing is the show was very good when it came to ramona and her exes like fantastic like we got so much stuff for them that we did not get originally or like in the show the, the like the in, in the comic, I mean, in the comic or the movie, like the exes, like, and also especially like the stuff with Ramona and Roxy, that was fantastic. I love like, that. I have I'm that in my so room. I'm glad that it's no longer just like you know her by face. Um, it was really good, especially it came. It, it really made like Ramona will never be seen as like just oh she's just a, a manic pixie dream girl. She is her own character. She has her own. She like the thing is she unpacks her stuff in the way that the comic never had her unpack that mm-hmm. like or at least like she like it, it was it, she did actually no i take that back she did unpack it but we didn't really face that like she she ran away and then she came back and talked about it which i like but uh she she really got to get into the the the, the you know the weeds of things like making her the main character was a really good move like i enjoy like i said i love what this show's done i just still wish that the original story got told yeah i think that's valid though because um i will say aside from the critiques on it that we were giving a little bit the show is still fantastic and i think one of the things i liked a lot like i already said was animation but i fucking loved the voice direction and you know something i gotta say soups if you listen to the last scott pilgrim episode i kind of did not like michael Sarah as scott pilgrim in the movie compared to how Scott was coming off in the books. And maybe it was because he was having the whole Michael Sarah-isms in the movie, but like when it came to doing the voice acting for the show, the Michael Sarah-isms weren't there. Amazing. It was just him acting. He and this felt like Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, definitely. Like they like you you I wouldn't have been able to have been like, "Oh, that's that's Michael Sarah." Meanwhile, you watch the movie, it's like, "Oh yeah, that's Michael Sarah." Like I like Michael Sarah Scott. Like he is very much like he does a good job like being like awkward and stuff like that. But he's also like um, I don't think the movie would have been what it was without him. Like he hundred percent like it was a very like he has the like he his performance. It's not exactly what the comics was, but same time though, it really does drive home a lot of the comedy. Like I will say, yeah, it's like. One of the best gags is still like him jumping out of the, the window. Oh my gosh. I fucking love that scene so fucking much. I yeah, love it so fucking like, much. Or like the way he's like like the like Albert like lesbian. Lesbians. Like he, he really We're does, in lesbians. Like, or just like the way he talks about like the Pac-Man thing. Like he does a very good like job of being like awkward as Scott. Um probably not as much with the whole game video game, you know, like guy and also i think like the original guy was probably more annoying you know yeah he, he was, was a lot more abrasive too 
I feel like uh, Michael Sarah Scott is socially inept, but he uh, he is also like he just kind of stands there and will be inept about it like that. Like, you know? Yeah. I think Michael Sarah did a really good job of making Scott likable in the movie. Because I think if it was another actor and they just played it straight, like how he was in the comics, it would be easier for people to flat out be like, I don't like this guy. Whereas yeah. when Michael Sarah did it, it was like the way that he was playing it, I could see it taken as like, oh, maybe Scott's not that bad, right? Whereas yeah. like, you know, in the show, I will say the show does a better job of like making Scott a little bit more likable in spite of him being a shitty person. But the way that he's just done, I like, I you know, I, I finally got it. Like this, the, the show really made me understand and love the Scott Pilgrim sh like world even more uh, than I used to. And it's like, I love the, just the, the, the stuff that you learn throughout it. Like, for example, Ramona's whole journey of learning that, you know, she has to choose herself and all of that type of stuff. Or even the little, like, um, the little exchange between future Scott and future Ramona, where she literally tells him, I just wanted space. And you've been gone for like 10, 20 years. And then he's like, oh, we're going to get back together. And then she's like, yeah, we could have. 10 years ago if you would have came back like it's just um i, I don't know i liked it I so a, my question thoughts. for you is oh wait what were we gonna say i had a funny thought you were talking about the actor i was thinking for a moment who would i think who would i try to cast to be a better actor for like who would like who would be comic accurate and then it just hit me Fucking Matt Cat from Game Theory would do like the game, like the you you know like the game video game nerd annoying guy Scott. That kind of character is what Scott the Scott Pilgrim comics like. Drew, I can't even say you're lying. I really cannot I even might. say that you're I lying. You're you're, you're right about that. If you put Matt Pat in there, you would have comic Scott. <laughs> like, you're not wrong about that. He would do his whole gaming stuff, and people would just like you know Scott, like Kim would just stand there and be like, I like I, if your life had a space, I would punch it, and he would just be still like sitting there smiling like that. That like <laughs> that that's the that 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 that's the guy I would. <laughs> but anyways, go back. I just I just had to say that, or else I would would have forgotten it. No, yeah. you're good. You're good. Uh, so my final question for you though, Drew, is when it comes down to Scott Pilgrim takes off. Do you think it will stand the test of time? And on a scale of five, what would you give it? Oh, absolutely, would stand the test of time. Time. Um, yeah, I would. For out of five, like I will say, like definitely, like like I'm an animation major. The animation was phenomenal. Um, I feel like I've been able to talk about the comics here, God, but like um, I need to get back on the show shit. But um, I would say, yeah, definitely. I would give like the animation and story and like the whole dialogue is fantastic. Yeah, I would give it a five out of five, you know, um, or if that's five stars. Okay. Um, that and, uh, but yeah, like uh, I wish that Wallace was a bit nicer to Scott too. I wish <laughs> that. Um, I also, oh God, you know, it's so funny to me. I got baited hard. I was out here thinking because like, 
Because Scott and, and Wallace have such a homoerotic relationship that, like, when they showed, like, Wallace as an old man, I was like, oh, are they, like, husbands? Is that Scott's real I ending? thought that. I really thought that for a second. I thought that, like, they were going to say legally Scott did it just to get the benefits. That's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, and there's also another thing I was wanting to talk about, too, was, like, I was reading about it. Because, like, the thing is with the original Scott Pilgrim comics... Brian Lee O'Malley like, said that he wasn't going to, like, write more of them because to him, Scott Pilgrim's a story um, for 20 people in their 20s. And I really appreciate that because, like, there's not a lot of stories like that. Like, I feel like Scott Pilgrim and, like, Agretzko, if anyone's, like, seen that on, like, Netflix, would probably be, like, those really good, like, shows that are just made for people in their 20s who are struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I think... I haven't seen the recent seasons of Agretzko. I think it fell off. But, like, the first season was very good for that stuff like the whole like being your 20s um thing but that's the thing he didn't want to write more of it because he was no longer in that like age range and i think you can feel that with the movie is that i feel like a lot of what the movie was was like dealing with the fact that he went through his own divorce you know mm-hmm. like his own experiences with that because he now got to write about older scott who's like oh you mean the show his age you know and who he went through a divorce like he wrote the original Scott Pilgrim based off of people he knew. The whole reason he came up with the concept was because he was in, he was like very intrigued by the idea of um, his like girlfriend having like lovers before him and how that went, you know, mm-hmm. like the whole. So that like he took that and his love for anime and X Men and stuff and combined them to make what Scott Pilgrim is. But also like he yeah he literally had like a gay roommate and stuff who was like based off of Wallace. He based his like mobile who shows up at the end like off of like who his roommate ended up marrying like so there's a lot of that like it's very based off of himself and you can kind of tell in the comic that he's probably like he's he's not he wasn't a good person himself but he was going through it and trying to like you know it, it was a healing process for him and i feel like he already healed from that stuff so he doesn't really feel the need to like re- uncover all that baggage that made the first scott built like the comic so in the movie, it feels like that's him reconciling with perhaps his divorce, you know, from his wife. Like, oh, I mean um, the show. Yeah, with the show. The show. I didn't mean the movie. Yes, the show. Mm-hmm. Like that, because like the whole thing with like the future Scott and like Ramona, and like her older self. Like, it felt like that was like a lot of, you know, Scott's, um, and also probably maybe Brian Lee O'Malley's like like flaws coming back into his life and causing that stuff. I don't want to assume anything about his life, but um, did read a thing that like literally his divorce attorney, like no, not divorce attorney, his judge in his divorce was named like Scott M. Like Gor- like uh, Gordon or something. Mm. So people like assume that maybe Gideon's name comes from his literal divorce, like like a judge. Mm. So I can see like that's like being part of what what he like put in there because. You didn't really see as much of the slice of life stuff with this version. It was very much like plot driven. Yeah, it was very plot driven. And I honestly liked the moments where I was able to sit down and do like a small amount of slice of life stuff. I feel like if this was a longer show or maybe even like a serialized show, we'd get more of the slice of life stuff. And I still have hope because the end credits of the show, not end credits, but like, you know, the the, the last scene of the show, it kind of set it up that there's going to probably be a season two. And it just makes me wonder, will the show ever 
like get more slice of lifey or and i think it even kind of sets up for us to get more backstory like we'll probably get more backstory for kim because kim's like backstory they touched on it like a little bit but it's like they but it kind of was hinting that like oh we're gonna see more and i don't know maybe it's gonna be just spread out possibly who knows um i hope so because the thing is i've seen like an interview where he talks it like where I mean, I didn't see the interview myself. I think I was seeing people toast about it, but they were saying like, "Oh, Brian Lee O'Malley has mentioned that he doesn't. He feels that he wants to go off to other projects now. Like this is the last thing he, he doesn't want a season two. Mm. Um, which kind of like, I like, and I get that like the people are like, "Oh, well, where can it go from here?" And I'm like, I feel like I can think of a few things to go from here. Like, honestly, like I said, like Scott Pilgrim doesn't need to have the whole defeating evil exes to work. I'm okay. I'm honestly, I just want to see like that slice of life stuff because half the comic, like most of the comic follow goes slice of life. Like the, the X's only show up for a little small part. Like hell, like there were only a few pages when like Lucas Lee's fight. Like a lot of the X's would just kind of show up, do a little thing, and leave. Like may, most of the book was just straight up like Scott chilling with friends. Like mm-hmm. I would have liked to see where like this story can go, just chilling with friends, especially like. Now we have all the exes just living life, like possibly. Personally, I can see places it could go, but if they're not interested in doing that, I'm not gonna force them to. Like I said, I still wish I had that, like true faith comic ad- adaptation. I don't know. I think this is Brian Lee O'Malley's way of just saying, like, hey, if you want to read the comic, I read the comic. This one is like an alternate sequel, almost. It's like the best we yeah. could get to, like a, a spiritual sequel to the whole thing. Yeah. I would say my rating for this show is, I'd say five out of five. This will stand the test of time. I believe the animation is fantastic. The fucking music is even like amazing. And the voice acting, every single person on the damn cast brought their A game and nobody was slacking. I would say the trailers kind of didn't really do anybody justice for their... uh performance because every single person in there was fucking fantastic and even scott um even michael sarah like he didn't sound like michael sarah and i loved that uh but you know i just really want to ask you guys soups how yeah what were your thoughts on scott pilgrim takes off be sure to let us know on instagram at super saturday's podcast tiktok at super saturday's pod and twitter at super saturday pc your messages and reviews can make their way on the show. This was Super Saturdays. I'm Damon. Hey, this is Drew. And where can the soups find you, Drew, if you want to plug some socials? Honestly, Vampsid, V-A-M-P-C-I-D-E on Twitter and most things. I haven't really, I've been meaning to, um, I don't really use social media that much these days. Um, I've been meaning to set up a new art account because of the fact that I'm an art student. I just, uh, I don't know. Social media kind of drags me down, makes me upset. So, honestly, that feels uh, you on that times ten. Social yeah. media is a lot of different things, but you know what? See you next Saturday, soups. <laughs>